Okay. Hello, this is Matt, Box of Cameras, on the road. Coming to you live from the Great Western Trail between Norwalk, Iowa, and Des Moines, Iowa. If I sound a little out of breath, it's because I'm out of shape. So, got a reasonably nice day out. First reasonably nice weekend day where I haven't been super busy. So, got all my stuff out. And so I hopped on the bike and I'm going for a quick bike ride. I got a couple cameras with me. We're going to stop and take some photos. <sighs> Mercy, it's about 50 degrees. Um, and a bit of a breeze coming out of the north, so it's not quite as warm as I would wish, but that's okay. You can hear the bouncing and rattling around there. That's a couple of the cameras that I brought with me. So, yeah, really, I'm not going to die. It's okay. Just seriously out of shape. First ride of the year, and it's always uh, kind of a rougher one. Good thing is, uh, on the trail here, it's a fairly flat area. I'm only going to go about four or five miles, turn around and come back. Uh, here in central Iowa right about now, spring is, is here. We actually have spring this year. It doesn't happen every year. Sometimes we go straight from winter into summer, but it's been kind of cold and wet, overcast, kind of bleak and miserable, especially when it comes to uh, wanting to do anything outdoors. So today, you know, it's out here. The uh, grass is starting to green up here. The... Uh, there's really no foliage on any of the trees. You can see they're starting to bud out. We'll probably have some leaves here in the next few weeks. And obviously by the end of the month, it will be beautiful leaves. And I will be a much happier person. So, what have I been up to? I've just been trying to struggle through the winter. One of the reasons you haven't heard from me for the last couple of months is I've been sick. I've had the uh, influenza, cold, bronchitis, all of that, which um, those of you who have had it, you know who you are. And believe me, you have my sympathy. Um, you know, you get that stuff in your lungs and it can take a long time to, to get itself cleared up. So I've been sitting here uh, for the last two months really having difficulty talking. Couldn't talk for more than a minute without hacking up a lung, so probably best not to attempt to record a podcast in that time, but that's okay. We're out doing it today. We're doing it while I'm riding a bike and taking some photographs. So, what have I got with me in my arsenal photographic gear? Let's just see. Well, if you've uh, seen me online, you'll know that I've recently picked up a, a, what's, uh, no, I'm not going to go over there. looks a little muddy. I uh, recently picked up a Holga 120 wide pinhole camera, and I'm on my first roll of that. A shout out to uh, Mike Gutterman for posting that up. Oh, I got some people getting ready to pass me here. 
So shout out to Mike for bringing that up. Looks like a nice camera. I'm really enjoying pinhole this year and really wanted something with that wider format. So this sort of hits my, my wheel space here. You might be able to hear these guys coming up behind me. Got some tunes playing. Okay. Okay. There's an actually, I just remember there's an organized ride out on this trail this week, this today. So maybe I'll ride to one of the local breweries and scan myself some free beer. I'm not above that. So, you know, it's a, it's a little chilly out. A lot of people, they're, they're bundled up in their, their uh, outdoor winter biking gear. Myself, I've got a pair of sweats on and a, and a hoodie. So I kind of look out of place to these guys. But then I, all, I always do. Um, I'm going to talk about my, my camera gear. Then I'm going to talk about my bike. So back to the camera gear. The 120 wide pinhole camera been enjoying it haven't developed anything yet I'm still on that first roll um, ready for a road crossing up here next one that I brought with me is another pinhole camera it's the 24 squared pinhole that I picked up from Graham at uh, uh, well gosh he's got a couple different podcasts out now but from uh, homemade cameras 24 squared. I've really enjoyed the heck out of that thing. It shoots 35 millimeter in a square format. And uh, I probably use that more than anything else this year. Hey, the road's closed. Pull over here real quick. So, I've shot that more than probably anything else this winter really enjoyed it. I mean, um, oh yeah, the road is closed. Okay, so I've, I've shot that one quite a bit. I'm going to stop here and take a couple photos of some gear, but uh, that's one of the cameras. If you've uh, not seen it, just Google it or go to uh, Instagram and just look up the hashtag 24 squared and you'll see it. Okay. So, grab my phone here. Okay, so the other camera that I've got with me is one hanging around my neck. That's my Olympus OM-1. Looks like it's my 1N. Got a little bit of uh, color film in that. Tungsten balanced. And yeah, they're building a new road here. And haven't been over here since last year. So, I think I'm going to take a couple photos. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Okay, off my bike here, I've been uh, taking a couple photographs here with the pinhole, the wide pinhole. There's some road construction, I'm building a new road. And you know, those big wide two lane or, you know, about 16 foot wide uh, 
paving machines. We got a couple of those there. A little construction scene looks okay. Thought I'd uh, take a couple shots there. Let's load this stuff back into the bike and we'll get on the road again here. So, as I said in the previous segment, using my pinhole cameras today and uh, there we go and my Minolta or my Minolta my Olympus OM1 it's got some uh, Tungsten Kodak 500T I guess it's Fuji 500T shooting at 250 ISO and the Ole OM1 it's got an auto winder on it here so you get this which is always cool and um, I'm intending to actually shoot that with some, uh, went to do some night shots on a tripod and do some star trails and whatnot. Get around to that if we can ever get a night where it's not cloudy. Okay, so just turn around here. As I said before, my bike, my bicycle, which is technically not true. I'm on a trike. I ride a cat trike, recumbent trike, tadpole trike, for those of you who may know what it is. Um, Three-wheel um, bike. My mom calls it the crazy sit-down bike, and that's probably true. Uh, three wheels, two in the front, one in the back, and I sit down in a recumbent almost laying down very much reclined position uh, extremely comfortable um, I used to be an avid bike rider you know riding the two-wheel diamond frame bike loved it uh, did several multi-night rides went on a ride here in Iowa called Ragbri you may have heard of did that several times and then you know life comes along and other things become more important. So I uh, got back into riding my bike about, oh, seven, eight years ago. But what I noticed is when I started riding it again, I had some terrible neck and shoulder pain. Just the position of sitting uh, on a two-wheel bike was just tearing up my neck and shoulder. I could not hold my head or, or whatever. I'd ride for two miles and I wouldn't be able to feel anything below my uh, below below my elbows my left arm from the shoulder down was just numb and painful so my uh, days of riding a bike were coming to an end I knew that so uh, my buddy Gary who was riding with me bought a recumbent trike and I was like okay this might have to happen so, I ended up buying one myself. Cat Trike Expedition. It's black just like my truck. It's beautiful. Weighs quite a bit. Boy, I'm really out of breath. <laughs> but uh, I'm having a great time. I'm outside in the sunshine. It's a little cool and brisk, but it's a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. So, uh, Maybe podcasting and riding a bike isn't the best idea. <laughs> so anyways, 
got this uh, recumbent trike. Absolutely love it. I mean, for people who want to get out, I mean, listen, I'm no speed demon. I'm not going to ride fast anymore. I'm, I'm no longer a young man. Um, it's all about comfort. It's all about uh, enjoying my ride. I ride, let's see, right now I'm averaging about, about 12, 13 miles an hour. Not too bad for my first time out this year, being breathless and whatnot. I'm sure my legs are going to feel tomorrow. But uh, out here on this bike, and I absolutely love it. Just the, the idea that I can sit, and I really have no pressure on my arms, my hands. My neck is in a sitting position. It's like it's like just a normal sitting position. Like you said, just like sitting in a recliner. Um, so the need to hold your head up and almost arch it back is gone. So the neck pain is just gone. It doesn't exist anymore. I don't have neck pain. don't have arm pain. The, the arms when you ride a recumbent are really inactive. Use them for steering, for shifting. That's about it. Uh, which leaves you free to have your camera. And you can do that. And that's one of the great things that, that I've really loved about this for the last several years is, uh, I mean, I never go on a bike ride without at least one camera, probably three. And, well, I got three today. I always throw some extra film. Today I'm not going very far, so I just wanted to actually bring the pinhole cameras so I could use them up and empty the film and possibly develop this tomorrow morning. We'll see. So, just enjoying the pedal. I'm in a town now, sort of. It's sort of a town. It's called Gorilla. Sort of like the word gorilla without the G. Gorilla. There's nothing here. I mean, there's some houses. Makes some fancy houses. I guess there is a bar up here. Uh, a lot of bikers, bicyclists stop there. I always tend to pass it up because it's usually one of the first places I pass. So stop sorely in a ride. Besides, on my recumbent, I have loads of storage capacity, and I usually have all kinds of energy drinks and adult beverages with me. I had a beer that I was going to stop and drink at my halfway point, and when I got out of the truck, it fell on the ground and burst open and sprayed beer all over the side of my truck. So... That's okay. I'll have something to drink when I get home. Anyway, um, like I say, wonderful evening or afternoon to get out and go for a ride. I'm going to stop the recording here because I see some photographic opportunities up ahead. Okay, we are back. And I am back on the road as well. Uh, pulled over and stopped, took a few photos 
There's a place they're doing all kinds of construction. You may have heard me say earlier they're putting in a new a new road, which means they're closing an old road. And unfortunately it means they've torn up a whole bunch of the trees along the side of this bike trail, which was really one of the uh, cool things about it. So so I'll take a few photos of uh, you know, the closed road. You don't always get a chance to stand in the middle of a two-lane road and snap photos, so I took advantage of that. Um, see, I'm on this bike trail. Some of you, this may be completely foreign to you. Um, this, this is what they would call a, a, a rail-to-trail uh, bike trail. And basically what they did was old railroad bed that came through here, railroad right-of-way. And when the railroad, I can't even say it, when the railroad went out of business, the, uh, the tracks stand abandoned and nothing happens here. And so, gosh, I don't know how many years ago it was, maybe 20 years ago, um, they converted this to a recreational trail, not certainly a bike trail. So what they do is they come in and tear out all the railroad tracks and railroad ties and put some asphalt over the old, old rail bed. There you go. You have a bike trail. So, you know, really cool. Did I lose my lens cap? I may have. So really cool... Uh, concept and they're really just they're just great so this trail I'm on is about 17 miles long um, we're gonna ride about four or five today not what I want to do. Um, I love different formats, format uh, sizes I should say. So square, I'm square, all the way square. So the 24 square that Graham put out, and Graham's a nice guy, and I was just like, that guy's got a camera coming out, 
I mean, I'm buying it. So I did that. Like I said, I probably used that camera the most over here over the last three months. Um, the main reason is it's been simple to do and simple to use here over the uh, the winter. I can take it out, it's on a little tripod, get it set up with the view that I want, and take my photo, and not really, getting past. Gotcha. So, not really worry about, uh, you know, uh, exposure, things like that. I can get out, stand outside in the snow, take a photo, put it on a tripod, open the uh, shutter, let it expose for however long it needs to expose, and move on to the next one. The focus thing, all that. It's just sort of a capturing a little bit longer length of time. So... That's what I was up to. And I've, I've, I've just enjoyed the heck out of it. Some very strange photographs. Lots of failures. And a couple of decent shots as well. So, you know, I wanted to... Uh, I've got a couple box cameras. Old, like Kodak Brownie box cameras. I wanted to convert. Try and keep that square format or the 6x9 or, or whatever, which is my fancy. And I like the idea of shooting on film as well, because I'm a film guy. So, that's what I did. And I'm in another tunnel now. So, shot that, and then this whole thing came up with the 120 wide pinhole from Holga, and I'm a Holga guy, so. So Mike Gutterman put a thing up on his website and also on the Lensless Podcast Facebook site. And, uh, ooh, I know what I'm going to do. Take a little side trip here. So he put that up, and I was like, well, haven't had my coffee yet, so I convinced myself I need to buy this camera. I did. Um, I have full expectations of what I'm going to get. It's a Holga. It's a pinhole, so what that means, it's supposed to be like digital? I don't think so. So uh, the only thing on this is that it's the formats, the 6x9 or the 6x12, and I'm looking forward to shooting them, to be honest with you. So that's what that's all about. So it doesn't mean I've uh, abandoned anything. No, 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 no. Also part of the Frugal Film Project, Put on by uh, Miss Sherry Christensen, 
who may have some podcast news coming up here. I don't know. But uh, part of that project, and I've been shooting uh, for that. And now that the sun has come out again and I'm out of my funk, pulling out a few other cameras like my Olympus OM-1. Um, it's been kind of great to, uh, you know, you set something aside for a while and you don't use it. And you think you don't want it. Maybe you think you're not interested in it. Then you turn around, pick it up again, and then you realize, you know, what is great about this and why you really were enamored by this piece of equipment in the first place. Which uh, kind of explains my Olympus OM-1. I've actually got a couple of these and uh, picked them up, I want to say four or five years ago, roughly. Um, one of the first cameras I got as a slowly got into film again and I don't want to take this no I don't and uh, at a road crossing here got to pay attention oh yeah squeaky brakes okay So, you know, I, I pull this camera out, one of them anyways, every oh, five, six months, put a couple rolls through it, and then, you know, I'm easily distracted by shiny objects. So here's another camera, and that's what I'm going to shoot for now, and blah, blah, blah. Yet, I kind of always come back to this Oli. Um, mine has a motor drive on it, and I, I do enjoy that, but it's not that critical. The meter doesn't work. Yeah, whatever. Um, and I still come back to this thing all the time. And, and the reason is, it's such a spectacular camera to use. To hold in your hand, it's small, but sturdy. It's a solid camera. There's nothing plastic or cheap about it. Um, and as I said, delight to use. It's got one of the best viewfinders you will ever see. Now by that I mean, you know, hey, this is from the, what, early 70s? Mid 70s when the Oli OM 1, 2, 3, and 4 came out. And so the, 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 there's, they're not like modern viewfinders where you got all kinds of information in there. It's got a match needle meter. They said, mine doesn't work. That's no big deal. But it's so big and it's so bright. You've, I mean, it's one of the biggest, brightest viewfinders you will ever see. And uh, that's why I love it. And the Zyco lenses are fantastic. Can't go wrong with them. Getting out of breath again. I'm riding up a hill. Okay, I'm back. Had a few hills to deal with. And, uh, you know, there was a possibility that uh, 
I could go into cardiac arrest. I didn't think I'd want to record that for anybody. So, I'm back. So, Oli, OM1, great lenses. Really, it's a great system if you can find them. What I, what I really like is uh, just the, the thought that went into it. The shutter speed is not a dial that sits on top of the camera by the film rewind like every other camera. Um, it's a ring that goes around the lens mount on the camera body on the front. You can use it, adjust it on the fly with one finger without taking the camera away from your eye. The f-stop to set your aperture is actually on the lens itself. It's on the end of the lens. Again, something you can uh, adjust on the fly without taking the camera away from your eye. Hi. Gonna get past again here. So, very intu intuitive on how that's designed. Designed for a photographer who's using the camera, not someone who wants to fiddle around with knobs and dials. So, that's that. I just got passed again, so, you know, I'm... Although that guy that just passed me looked to be a lot older than me. So, yeah, I'm out of shape. Anyway, that's what I love about the OM-1. This one has a winder. I can shoot continuous or shoot single shots. And uh, big, beautiful lens. I mean, excuse me, uh, viewfinder. Really, if you get a chance to pick one up, do it. They are not getting any cheaper. Um, solid cameras, solid mechanical uh, cameras from that era are going up in value these days. So if you get a chance to snag one, I, I'd recommend it. I think I'm going to send mine off to get uh, get a checkup, get it lubricated, fix the meter, and uh, have it used by me for a good many years. So. What else is new? Okay, I was talking about the Frugal Film Podcast, or I can't even say it now, Frugal Film Project. Um, Sherry Christensen put that together at the beginning of the year. I think we've got 15 or 16 of us who uh, shoot uh, one roll of film each month on a very inexpensive camera using inexpensive film that hopefully we source locally couldn't find any locally so mine came from Amazon but still um, and the whole point is just to take some of those limitations from a cheap camera that may give you fits and overcome those and let your creativity run and that's what I've been doing here for the last couple of months been like my primary focus beyond the pinhole is shooting for that now had some success some failure 
I'm doing a, uh, when I develop my film, I'm using Fujicolor 200. And uh, when I develop it, I'm doing a bleach bypass. I, and that's, uh, I uh, don't know if I really like that, to be honest with you, at least the results so far. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's put this really hard magenta tint into the uh, film. I've de been developing it in some of my homemade ECN2, Eastman Color Negative 2 color film developer. And that's, I think, given me some color shifts. But the real issue is the bleach bypass. And basically, it's like I've got uh, black and white film with magenta and color highlights. I'm supposing that somebody may have actually wanted to try to create this effect in, in Lightroom or something like that, but I'm doing it on film. And I'm, I'm just not that happy with the results right now. Uh, did my first month's roll was on a hike my wife and I took. And I thought it worked well. Midwinter, not much color. Very muted uh, colors that did come through. Lots of grays and mid-tones. So that was enjoyable. My uh, second roll, which was in February. Um, shot that in my buddy's workshop. Uh, in all of maybe 15 minutes. Shot the whole roll. It's a target-rich environment. Lots of cool knickknacks and things like that. And I like those those shots as well. And then I shot the February, or excuse me, the March roll. And things have taken a turn here. Um, my intent was to shoot this roll at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm a part of the parade. I've been marching in it for 25 years and you know I've, I've always shot I've got hundreds and hundreds of shots on film even in the last couple years that I've taken and uh, went down to do it this year light was reasonably good and I just kind of lost my mind did not capture any really what I felt were good shots first off just from capturing subject matter things like that just there were three shots on the roll that I even liked and I was disappointed in the vast majority of them mostly because of my um, my inability to see the shot and capture the shot I turned into full snapshot let's just see what happens when I click the button here mode and did not spend as much time as I needed to and as I should have trying to uh, capture a shot to tell a story of what was going on. Or at least, or at least just getting a, a decently, a decently uh, composed shot. So I wasn't very happy with that, with my effort. And then I go to uh, develop them and scan them. And the bleach bypass just did not sit well with me on it 
I mean, that's the that's the project, and that's what I committed to do. So I'm sticking with it. But then, you know, when I saw the results, it just just doubled down hard on me, saying that uh, this was just not a very good effort. So, what does that mean? Well, that means it's April, and I got another roll of film to shoot. So need to focus on that what I'm finding is when I shoot this film I need as much light as I can get and the more vibrant the colors the better so I've got to look for that as a subject matter it's not hard to to find it's just kind of hard to find outdoors in early April when all you got is green grass and brown trees and blue sky so we're gonna see what we can come up with here so coming to the end of my trail here and I'm gonna pack up the bike and we'll pack up this podcast okay hey this is Matt I'm back again of course you, you can't tell it just goes from one segment to the next right so anyways, I'm in my truck now, uh, packed up the bike. I think I went about seven or eight miles. Uh, it, was, it was a nice little ride. Good to get the first one of the season in. And uh, I'm sure that tomorrow my legs are not going to feel all that good. But that's okay. You know, you can't sit on your ass all day, right? Um, so... We're, we're kind of done with this podcast, and again, it kind of goes into that last segment. It sort of seems like I just sort of threw something together, thinking something cool was going to happen, and it didn't, um, which has sort of been the way things have gone on my photography project, as well as my podcast lately. Um, I've had so many distractions um, for the last several months, and, um, you know, it's just... You know, life is, uh, some days life is pretty darn hard and you got to deal with some stuff that, you know, <laughs> no one's ever told you about before. And that's, you know, I guess it's part of growing up and getting old. Um, so anyways, I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on that. What I am going to dwell on is that, you know, got a, a project to work on and I know what I need to do on it, and I just need to find a way to make that happen, find a way to get out, take advantage of some colorful scenery, get away from some of the green and blue and brown that I've seen here for the last several months, and take advantage of some of the other things that are out there. So that's what I got to do. Um... Things have been going pretty well on on other fronts, but the good thing is, is I've cleared a lot of things off my plate that were just causing me stress and distractions and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to head on home here and see what this podcast sounds like, and I'll get it up on the air, and you know what, I just don't care. <laughs> How it sounds, I just am glad to get out and do it again. I'm happy to be able to breathe again, happy to be able to uh, talk photography. Got some things planned here for the year that uh, that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Some of the days that I want to get here 
can't get here soon enough. Um, and I'm just going to leave that right there, you know, and that's what I tell everybody. Get out there, make some plans, make some things happen, um, but be patient. If there's one thing that film photography should have taught all of us is that the importance of being patient. Um, I hear a lot of people talk about using film because it makes me slow down and take my time and I want to kick him in the crotch and say no man it doesn't do any of that it makes you be aware and that's what we should all be aware so folks get out there have some fun grab a camera go out find something cool to take a photo of and do it do it for yourself be aware of what you're up to and your surroundings and what you're accomplishing and you cannot go wrong. With that, I'm going to say goodbye. I look forward to talking to everybody here soon in the very near future, as opposed to stringing it along for a couple of months. And I'm looking forward to what tomorrow brings. Have a great one. This is Matt, Box of Cameras. Have a great one. Bye.